Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to our show. This is your host, Celeste, and you're listening to the Untitled Archives, a podcast archiving the stories and legacies of Laurentians and folks of the Merrimack Valley. Before we kick off the season, I wanted to share the intentions behind this show. This show is an ode to the city of Lawrence, Massachusetts and its people. In my formative years, I always found myself seeking history. I wanted to learn more about myself, my family, and my culture. I began to wonder what our story was, our immigration stories, and why, out of all places, did we set ourselves here? This podcast serves as a way of archiving our existence. For too long, our stories have been ignored, silenced, or forgotten. Our stories are worth remembering. Our stories are still developing. They are in progress. Archiving our legacies doesn't have to begin when we're gone. It starts now, while we're here creating them. Before we go, I want to thank you for joining us on this journey. Those close to me know how passionate I've been about this. It started years back speaking to your mama and aunties while we set the table, at the cookout with the fireworks and a tipico playing in the background. This project had been brewing in me for years and now it's time to serve. <laughs> I'd also like to shout out my co-producers, Rania Henriquez, Adriel Jimenez, and Daniel Carrero. I couldn't have brought this to life without y'all. Thank you. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to our show. This is your host, Celeste, and you're listening to The Untitled Archives podcast archiving the stories and legacies of Laurentians and folks of the Merrimack Valley. In today's episode, we'll be chatting with Mariana Perez. Mariana Perez is a Dominican-American artist that, il- that paints and illustrates on canvases, walls, and procreate. Her artwork draws from personal experiences animated, and animated media. She aims to provide a sense of comfort, passion, and inclusiveness by representing marginalized groups of people. Y'all, Mariana and I go way back. We met on the first day of kindergarten and have been friends since. I can tell you she's always been an artist and I've always been a fan of her work. I'm grateful to have witnessed her growth from colorful cartoon sketches, fashion stencils, graphite portraits to oil paintings, the journey to become the artist she's always been destined to be. I'm excited to sit down and chat with one of my favorite artists, who also happens to be my lifelong friend. Mariana, welcome to the show. Hey. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about yourself and your artwork. Thank you for the introduction. Um, Yeah, I was born and raised in Lawrence. Um, we've been besties since kindergarten. Um, I've always leaned towards creativity and the arts since elementary school. Um, but I tapped into it a lot more seriously in high school and college. 
Um, yeah, I got a bachelor's degree in studio art. I aim to get a master's for that as well. Um, yeah. Um, I'd like to know, like, when were you first um, exposed to the arts or a life in the arts? Um, I've always liked watching animated um, shows and movies growing up. I feel like the earliest memory I can recall where I'm like, really into drawing like people was like in elementary school and I think because we had an art, an art music class um, I think I don't know which grade specifically but I remember signing up for classes after school at the Essex Art Center. Mm. Um, I don't exactly remember what prompted that decision, but I would go with usually another um, student that wasn't in my year, but um, I think we were friendly enough for her mom to take us to the center after school for the class. Um, I've, I took all sorts of classes, um, drawing and painting, I think ceramics. I remember taking ceramics with you at the EAC when we were younger. So I feel like it had to be between elementary and middle school. I feel like mostly elementary school, but yeah, um, I developed some hobbies, um, like sketching, mostly like women, and then I just started sketching different types of clothing on the women, and was leaning more towards fashion design, mm. um, and that's something that was like a shared interest with my friend group at the time. Uh, but it wasn't until high school I felt more drawn to drawing, portraiture, and painting um, people. Yeah. Um, was there a moment, at least like in your, whether that was in high school or in undergrad, where you felt like you wanted to pursue the arts? And what shifted that for you? Like, have you always wanted to be an artist? No. I think elementary, middle school, I was, like, more into, like, animals. So I, like, considered being a vet. And <laughs> when I was into fashion design, I was, like, more into that route. But it wasn't until high school where I went to school away um, from Lawrence uh, I went to Wellesley High through the ABC program. Mm. Um, and I had to have extracurriculars besides, you know, regular classes. But 
out of my regular classes that I chose my freshman year, I took a drawing class Yeah. that first semester. And then I like did enough to take a drawing and painting um, course that would be like a continuation um, with that path um, the following semester. And the teacher that was new, I think, I don't know if new that year or like in the last couple of years, I really enjoyed having him as my teacher. So I think because of him, having him as a teacher and having those two classes my freshman year, it like piqued my interest a lot more um, to do, take more, more of those classes mm. um, and be part of the clubs after school. Um, so during my time in Wolsey, I mostly took art classes after freshman, sophomore year. Um, I was a part of a dance group and um, would stop by the, the photo club. They usually did black and white film development. Mm. And there wasn't like a art club, but like usually people after school would stay in the drawing painting studio to relax, hang out with the teacher, if anything. So I would do that often. Um, so yeah, I'd say my freshman year of high school that really set off my interest in pursuing that in college. Um, but not necessarily enough to do a strictly art school. Mm -hmm. I decided to do liberal arts. Okay. Because I was also interested in like sociology by my senior year. So I decided to do that um, kind of out of, I don't know, I think there was some fear of um, committing to being an artist mm. and going to school for that um, because of the potential risks of money being an issue mm. or career. Yeah. So I figured liberal arts would have opportunity to like figure out different things besides that. Um, but it wasn't until the summer going into my sophomore year of college at Trinity um, in Connecticut, I it like hit me like immediately. Like it was kind of like a light switch, I guess. I like started the year like, yeah, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So I'm just gonna declare my major right away. So I declared it before like the end of the fall semester, and we have until like the end of the by the spring semester to like do that. But I didn't tell my until my family until <laughs> the year ended. Like, oh yeah, this is my major. This is what I'm interested in doing. So I'm gonna do it. And how did that feel for you? That must have felt somewhat nerve wracking, but liberating. Yeah. I mean, I feel like 
from my experience, it's like something I've been used to when it comes to my family. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think it was relieving after sharing it and then thinking it was even I mean looking back it I don't think it was that big of a deal to like keep it from them <laughs> um for that many months but yeah so after that I just um to, uh, met the requirements for like having a studio art major um, yeah. I just remember you working on like these incredible paintings after like that switch. You said like it was like a light, wi- a light switch, but after that switch, I just remember seeing the work that was coming out and that you were producing during that time, but also seeing you get to like flex your skills in a way that I... I hadn't before. Yeah, the um, my sophomore year was when I took my second oil painting class, mm. and it was that professor became my advisor um, for the rest of my time there. Um, that oil class, um, we had different assignments that kind of helped us expand our technical skills Mm. with using oil paint, but also just understanding different kinds of concepts and using both at the same time in different ways. So I felt like it was an easy class to explore Mm. um, different techniques and ways of capturing what we want to capture. Um, But it still wasn't like a super independent oil class. That Mm. made sense. So that didn't happen until, I'm not sure if that was the following semester or my junior year. I feel like like my junior year and on, I had more like independent-based classes. So like I didn't have to worry about like specific assignments to me Mm. it was more like project based okay like whatever we wanted to do as long as it had like a cohesive um theme if anything um i like those classes the most um i'm not a fan of being micromanaged or um feeling limited but at the same time i know there are certain things as an artist that will push you, mm. challenge you. And I feel like as an artist, I have to respect that when it comes to like, I guess, higher education when it comes to studio art. I don't know. I think it's a balance Yeah. that I feel like, like, I don't know. It's like the step of like, we're going to teach you the skills and then you have the freedom to create what you wish. Yeah. While also getting feedback from other (laughs) students and your teachers. Mm. I feel like 
in my classes, I'm like, oh, I've been like weird with like feedback because mm. I'm I'm more of like a quiet, <laughs> absorbing kind of student. So like, yeah, I don't really chit chat about what they say. You know, like I consider things. If anything, like I note things down, especially if it's like towards like the end of like a project or something. I don't know. I'm not one to really be talkative <laughs> when that when I get feedback. Yeah. I don't know. Critiques are always like an uncomfortable state sometimes. It's like that line of like defending your work but also knowing that some of it might be used to like better what you're what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as someone who's you know been following you and your practice for years now, you know, <laughs> um, what's led you to shift from like the painting to the digital? Because um, I've seen in like the past couple years, there's been more of a a wave of like digital illustrations coming out versus these like large-scale oil paintings that I had gotten, you know, accustomed to seeing. Um, and even then, like, what's your inspiration behind some of these illustrations? Yeah. Um, I feel like it wasn't until my senior year of college I um, was able to use digital art as part of my senior thesis. And it's because I had access to mm. an iPad from Elevated Thought. Um, so because um, the Procreate programs are in the iPads, um, I was able to explore that mm. a lot that year um, and forward. Um, I feel like it's pretty pretty easy program to use, but I still don't know every single thing about it. Or use it to its full potential, to be honest, yet. But I feel like having that access um, was a big thing. And being exposed to um, different animated medias in those few years, I um, saw Steven Universe for the first time. Uh, I think it was... I think it was 2020, and that stuck with me since mm. then. Um, I think the animation is phenomenal. Rebecca Sugar really did that. So I feel like it kind of like inspired me to do digital illustrations in a more cartoon-esque Way, I guess. <laughs> um, and that was also the year I started getting into anime. So um, I feel like since then, since the pandemic started, um, I was really tapping into cartoons and anime and other animated um, shows and movies a lot more frequently. So mm. um I started following a lot more artists that had that worked with that medium too on Instagram. So 
that's like the main platform I use to follow artists that I think are great. Um, and yeah, so I think a mix of those things has caused me to shift into using that medium a lot more. Um, I feel like it is convenient that it's it's faster to make drawings digitally compared to acrylic and oil paintings. Yeah. I. It's cost effective too. Yeah. And because I like working with big canvases, it's a lot more time consuming compared to 8.5 by 11 screen. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Which could end up being the same size as the painting that you were working on, but on a, on adjusted to the sizing of your iPad too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think ever since I've graduated two years ago, I've worked less with painting especially personally, um, mostly because of not really having access to a studio anymore. Um, it's not to say that couldn't be done at home, but it's not really ideal for me. Um, so I feel like it's more convenient to work on the iPad in my room, mm. if anything. So, yeah. Um, I tend to like come across new artists and their work every now and then on Instagram. So I feel like shows other artists online um, and what I have access to is what's really like affecting what I do right now. Mm. I think you still get to make the most of it, though. And that's, I think, something I've I've seen in you for as long as I've I've known you. You've gotten to make incredible pieces out of the mediums that have been around you. I see yeah. you, girl. <laughs> Thanks. Um. Yeah. So my question for you now is like, as an artist, you know, works here in Lawrence, lives here, but have spent some time away, have come back, how do you see your work capturing and contributing to like our history and our culture? Um. <laughs> I feel like over the years I've reflected um, parts of our culture um, in my artwork. Um, I feel like mostly in high school and 
And at Trinity, I did a mix of different things, but um, I've intentionally done some pieces that, um, you know, represented different parts of my experience um, of being Dominican and being part of a Dominican community here in Lawrence and in general. Um, I feel like some of my work, there are some like overt representations of that, like food we eat, the music we listen to, dance to. Um, and some subtle things like how different we can appear um, and show up, whether we're from the States or from Dominican Republic. Mm. Um, and I don't know, I think the warmth and some of the colors that I've witnessed whenever I visited. Um, I feel like it's, I've, I've been intentional about that in different ways over the years. Um, yeah, I know I've definitely done that for some assignments for school. I've done a couple murals. I'm here in Lawrence as well. One at one was at Elevate, Elevated Thought a few years ago when there was a music studio. Mm. <laughs> um, and another on Haverhill Street um, that was inspired of me and my brother when we were young um, a few years ago. That will now be that area's gonna be painted over. Yeah. So. Yeah. For the new like public art summer pieces. Yeah. Um <laughs> Um So I'm curious to even hear like when did Lawrence appear in your life story and how did your family arrive in Lawrence? Um Well, I was born here, Lawrence General, and moved when I was, moved to my current home, I think around three years old. Um, I have two younger brothers, and we all lived together with a dog <laughs> named Tiny from DR. Um... So, yeah, I've always lived here. Um, I just went to school away, high school and college. Um, but my parents specifically are from Dominican Republic, and they immigrated in the 90s mm. um, at different points. Um, like, they 
they've definitely visited the states before they were like married and had me um my dad visited the states with his siblings a few different points um mm-hmm. before officially moving um I think my mom visited a couple of times because her brother lived in Lawrence specifically oh, with wow. his wife. Um, I think it was 1995 when they moved here. I think they got married two years later. Then they had me, 99. Could be wrong. But, yeah. Um, so your dad and his siblings, were they already in the area or were they in another I don't know in Lawrence state? specifically. Okay. But I know there's some family in Texas, so I don't know if, oh. like, through my grandma's side because of her sister. So I don't know if that was the hot spot or what, mm. but... And your, essentially, like, your mom's brother was that connection to, like, bring the family over here to Lawrence. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I know for me, like, I'm, I'm also, like, curious to find, like, how has it been, like, for you as someone who's been in the arts has gone away, has gotten to travel to these incredible spaces, has come back here. What has it been like finding community in this city? Um, I think there were specific spaces that I would go to frequently mm. that allowed me to find community. Um, like which spaces? El Taller and Elevator Thought. Um, um, you were the main <laughs> connection um, to these spaces. Um, so I think because we would go to the open mics together, like... Mm. We would see other artists of different ages, you know, share parts of themselves on stage. And um, because you were involved with Elevated Thought before being part of the staff, um, I met other people around our age, too, Mm -hmm. in that way. So I'd say those two spaces for me were pretty big. Um, I mean, I did meet the rest of my current besties um, working here um, (laughs) as a collaborative artist. So yeah, I think Elevated Thought was a big, big factor in me finding community here with other artists Mm. 
um, outside of the spaces that you mentioned, what is your favorite space in the city? This could be um, in the outdoors, a park, um, or a building that you might like, a store you might like visiting. And if you want, you can list a few <laughs> if you're thinking of more than one. I think growing up, I had pretty good memories at the library and the common park. Mm. Um, I think that was where I was mostly visiting um, before coming across El Taller and um, Elevated Thought. Um, I mean, right now, like, I mean, I do enjoy going to Chapel restaurant with my friends, <laughs> sometimes family too. I think it's a great place to eat at. Great food. Food and drinks. Um, yes, yeah, but, but growing up specifically, I'd say the library, the Essex Art Center, and the Common Park were like mostly places I visited. Mm. Yeah, I remember you being a bookworm when we were younger. <laughs> so I'm not surprised that you mentioned the library. Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely going there for comics. <laughs> um, yeah, what's the Lawrence memory you hold dear? If you want to tap into some of those that you have. Um, I mean, I think some major ones are... Collaborating with other artists over the mm. years because of VT. Um, I think working on murals together, it's been pretty fun. Um, like, I came across a memory and... Oh, um, it just hit me. I enjoyed having the art in the parks. Um, so, like, the first Whoa. one was back in 2016, I think. Yep. And the few that we had after that, um, I think that was a cool thing that we made happen together. I have so many people tell me that we got to bring them back. (laughs) Our schedules are so busy. (laughs) I don't know if that's possible. Um... But I'd love to, for us to at least host one this summer. I'm open to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, like a quick throwback, if we want to talk a little more about it. But Art in the Park originally just started with like you and I wanting to spend time outdoors making art. Mm-hmm. And we would grab our blankets, um, get settled on... A nice area um, at the common park and spend a couple hours painting or drawing. I think I was going through my watercolor phase when we might have started, was collaging a lot. Um, 
it was also time to like for us to like share some of our pieces while they were in the like in the works like in the like in the moment um and then we might have talked about like what if we like do this and invite people mm-hmm. um and i think we hosted like two that summer that were like two or three i, feel like I we, think so i think two or three definitely at least one other time I don't know. I know that summer we might have done like. I, I remember taking too. pictures, film pictures. Yeah. With the camera I had at the time. At first, Art in the Park, I just remember feeling like so supported, especially as a young person. Because we were having. Our Art in the Parks were essentially funded by us. Like we were coming through with our own materials. <laughs> um, I lost so much papers, like so much pages out of my sketchbook. Um, they were all put to like great use, but we literally were using our own materials and sharing them um, among, amongst anyone who wanted to like work with us or just like make some art. Mm-hmm. I remember people would even come in and like start making music um, while we were all like you know, jamming together, folks riding their bikes would like ride around us or stop and paint with us, um, which was such a sweet thing. Um, I think for me, thinking about us at that at that age too, as like teenagers in the city, um, feeling like so supported by the artists in our community and the art community that was like flourishing and that was around us. Um, and that's something that I think as like an artist who's still like working and living here, something that I'm even like challenging myself to this day, like how are we extending and sharing that same support with like the next generation of artists as they're Mm -hmm. coming up? Um, yeah, that was such a sweet memory. (laughs) Thank you for bringing that one up. Um, yeah, we talked a little about the past, but what does the future of Lawrence look like and what's your idealized version of the city? What would you like to see? Maybe what the future of the, the arts in Lawrence is? I do see it developing further mm. in different ways. I think, at least what with Elevated Thought is doing, I think... It's expanding. Mm-hmm. Um, over the years, um, I don't know. I like how it gives access to like kids in middle school, high school mm-hmm. um, to learn and work with different mediums. Um, Besides writing and um, and and drawing and painting, I think it's really cool that photography and um, textiles, fashion. Yeah, the fashion is like rework with Chen. That's for like adults. Yeah. Okay. Word. Um, Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the city city itself is definitely going to 
be beautified a little bit more. Um, uh, I've helped a little bit with that, but I feel like there's definitely going to be more artists that will be able to do that in the next few years. Hopefully more local um, artists. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, I guess an ideal Lawrence would be you know, a city that prioritizes community and mm. given access to to folks that need it or wouldn't have it. I don't know. I guess a city that's more affordable and like tapping into its creative side a lot more, mm. I think is ideal. Um, yeah. We asked you to bring in some photos for our archives. Please describe the photos that you've shared. Yeah. Um, so in photo number one. The first one is a film photo that I asked my friend Terrence to take of the four of us. It's Makai, Celeste, Leda, and me. Um, right after we... Um, went to the gallery at the Essex Art Center. Um, I think that was 2019 mm -hmm. in like the spring. Um, yeah, I just love this photo um, because we're all cheesing very hard. We look really happy together. And that's when our friend group formed that year, um, JV wasn't present, um, but yeah, um, yeah, I just like looking at this photo every now and then because you look cute and I know I don't always smile with my teeth out, so I think my teeth look my smile looks good here. It looks genuine. So <laughs> we were all genuinely happy. Yeah. The second one is another film photo. I believe JV took that of me. Um, it was the first and only time that I hosted a family paint night, and it was with Makai. Um, 
in front of other kids and their families. I looked really good that day too. So I'm just there in front of the, there's like a gallery in the wall behind me. Um, this is also from summer 2019. Um, I'm right next to the table where our canvas panels with the paintings on them mm. are set up with the supplies. Um, and there's like extra ones we made on the bottom. Yeah, I look like little art instructor. <laughs> um, yeah. What's in the background? It it was the is one of the galleries um, that summer. Um, I believe that was the the future is right. Yeah. Which to this day has is the like largest exhibition that Elevated Thought had has had. Oh yeah, that was the gallery we co curated co curated to curated together because that was the opening for that space, right? That year? Or was it the year before? Um, that was the previous year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But that was like our opening for the summer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Um and then the last one, I believe Michael T. took this. I'm pretty sure I saved it when he posted it online. Yeah, he did. Um, it's a film photo of um, me, Celeste, and some other students we went to school with at the charter. Um early elementary it looks like um I want to say this is like third or fourth is it or is it like second I have no idea second third or fourth grade but we're mm. like outside um Mariana has the peace sign thrown up yeah. A student in the back has both his hands raised. Two students um, towards the left are hugging. The student in the middle is staring at the kid in the back. And Mariana and I are next to each other. <laughs> and Michael's fingers on the, the edge on the right side. It's funny. Blocking the lens. Yeah, it looks like, a, it just looks like we're having fun during recess or yeah probably yeah. yeah I enjoy saving and taking film photos so that's why I chose these three see you through the ages in film <laughs> um yeah yeah, well, thank you so much for sharing these photos with us. Yeah, no problem. Um, so before we wrap, I want to ask what's next? Uh, where can folks find you or follow you? And how can they support you? Um, I do have a public Instagram at yamariana, Y-A-H-H-M-A-R-I-A-N-A. Um, 
I am enrolled in a post-baccalaureate program at Tufts this school year. So I'll be um, taking studio art classes at Tufts at their school of MFA um, specifically um, for one year. I graduate with them in May. Um, and my plan is to apply to a couple of graduate programs mm. this fall. Um, so I can enroll the following year, so 2024, which would probably be two years. Um, so, yeah, that that is what is next. I'm excited to actually make my schedule tomorrow. So, Ooh. yeah, um, I just know the fall semester is going to be a lot of work. Mm going to be more of a challenge compared to the spring semester mostly because what I make will be the portfolio I submit to the mm. two programs which would be due in January so a lot of work to be done yeah um, supporting me I mean I always appreciate you know, funds just because, you know. Support your artists. Yeah. Um, I'll be having to take care of the supplies that I will use for the classes. So, you know, if you want to have any supplies you want to donate, um, my way. cash up in Venmo is the same as my Instagram. So, well Mariana thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your stories with us thank you for having me I enjoyed being here too hey gentle listener thank you for tuning into this episode if you'd like to view the photographs and learn more about this work please visit elevatedthought.org or the link in our show notes